Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. He kōna e pūrangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. Nā mihi nui and welcome to the Kākāpō Files. I'm Alison Balance, and this is episode 19, Kākāpō Health Concerns Continue. Now when I set out to follow the 2019 Kākāpō breeding season, I knew it would be epic, but I wasn't expecting the roller coaster ride to have such high highs and such low lows. Let's recap a bit. 249 eggs from 49 females. An amazing effort. But only a third of those eggs ended up hatching into chicks, and of the 86 chicks that hatched, we have lost 13 to date, bringing us to 73. Then, just in the last month, there have been four adult deaths, two of them from the dreadful fungal disease aspergillosis, which has also killed chicks. The Kākāpō recovery team from the Department of Conservation has been in a triage situation since then, identifying at-risk birds, which have been in close contact with sick birds, carrying out blood tests, and sending Kākāpō with high white blood cell counts off the island for further investigation and treatment. So, where are we at now? Time to catch up with Kākāpō manager Deirdre Verko. Kia ora and welcome to the Kākāpō Files, Deirdre. Kia ora, Ellie. So last time on the podcast, I spoke with Daryl and it was worrying times for Kākāpō and sad to say, I think the worrying times are carrying on, aren't they? Yeah, we're still very much in the middle of worrying times at the moment. So last time I spoke with you, which was actually four weeks ago now, we talked about Hoki having to be euthanised. She had a bad case of aspergillosis, which couldn't be treated. In the last episode of the podcast, two weeks ago, we heard of the deaths of gumboots, Arab, and there were also four chick deaths. Uh, And since then, there's been more sad news. Can you tell us about that, please? Yeah, unfortunately, we lost another mother to aspergillosis. So on the 23rd of May, we lost Huhana. She was a a 10-year-old female, a really good breeder, and had been doing so well on her nest this year. And we caught her just prior to moving her up to Auckland Zoo and could tell that she wasn't in a very good way at the time that we screened her. Uh, And she died soon after arriving at Auckland. Oh, that's very unfortunate. She was a bit of a young record breaker, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. She was our youngest female to breed at age five. So, yeah, she's broken a few records and she's been a bit of a a favourite for some of the team this year. So it's been really hard to lose Huhana and adding to losing Hawkey, it's very, very difficult to lose the adults. Of course, it's really hard to lose the chicks as well, but they haven't quite become fully-fledged kākāpō, part of the population as yet. So it does hit harder when we lose those mothers. Now, for most of the breeding season, the number of adult birds has been 147, with the loss of hoki, gumboots, arab and huhana now. That took us to 143 birds. But I notice that you've revised the total now to 142 adult birds. Can you explain that? Yeah, that's right. So what's happened there is we have a founder male by the name of Murti who lived on 
Hotudu, Little Barrier Island, and we haven't actually seen Murti for many years. Uh, we have a, a bit of a protocol here that once a bird goes missing, five years later we'll assume that they've died if we haven't been able to find them in that time. And Murti's coming up to that five-year anniversary of, of not being seen, and he definitely hasn't used his track and bowl system for a third year this summer. So we're fairly confident now that, that he has died. So it was come some time ago, um, but he's officially come off that population tally now. And also in the last episode when I spoke to Daryl, they had just CT scanned the first of a, a clutch of birds, really. So Weherua, Tanga, Otepo, and about four chicks, I think. Since then, you've actually sent quite a few more birds off Whenuaho to the mainland. Uh, where have they all gone, and how are they? Yeah, so at the moment, we have 12 Kākāpō Upper Auckland Zoo. So we have those five that you discussed last time who had recently had a CT scan and all confirmed with aspergillosis, plus a sixth bird that had been there for quite some time who may also have aspergillosis. So six confirmed cases there and they've been joined by another six birds who were just CT scanned over the weekend and we're currently awaiting for their results. The birds appear to be in really good shape. They're feeding well, they're looking great uh, but of course as we know they can hide the symptoms of aspergillosis quite well. So it's a bit of an anxious wait to get those results back from those next six birds. And so 12 at Auckland Zoo, you must have some others somewhere else as well. Yes, that's right. So we have six kākāpō at Dunedin Wildlife Hospital. So two of those chicks are there for unrelated issues. One of them was the wee brain hernia chick who's doing really, really well after surgery. And the other chick had a broken leg who also is recovering really well. But there are four chicks there with potentially having aspergillosis, but they get to be screened. We'll do that in the next few days. And also at Wild Base Math University, we have four chicks from Anchor Island. So we had been thinking that Anchor had been completely clear of this issue. We had The chicks there had all been growing really well. We hadn't had any problems. And then last Thursday, uh, we detected some weight loss in two nests. And obviously, we're very anxious at the moment about the potential for aspergillosis to be there as well. So we acted quite quickly there and shifted those chicks to Massey University Wild Base and they were CT scanned this morning and the great relief is that they do not appear to have aspergillosis. So there's something else there affecting that, the weight loss of those chicks but that is a real relief for the team. Oh, that's great to get those results so quickly. Are you trying to deliberately keep them separate from the Whenuaho birds, is that why you sent them to Massey? Yes, that's one of the reasons. And the other reason is, is just sheer capacity of uh, sites like Auckland Zoo or Dunedin to hold birds. So we've got lots of uh, people pitching in to help us, which is fantastic. Oh, well, I'm very pleased to hear that Anchor doesn't seem to have aspergillosis. That's quite a relief. It sure is. So far we haven't had any aspergillosis confirmed there whatsoever. We hope that that stays the case. Uh, we will be doing some blood sampling out on anchor, particularly of the mothers or chicks that have been in nest this year, just to double-check health status there um, and make sure we're keeping an eye on that. But so far, so good. What about down on Whenua Ho? Are you still blood-testing birds? We have ramped that up. We've got through the majority of it, what we considered to be our higher-risk birds. So those were the, the mothers or chicks that had been in direct contact with chicks that, or mothers that had died and so we're nearly through that initial group for blood tests, but we are ramping up and trying to expand that across the wider population just to truly understand where the extent of this lies.
So the birds that have been confirmed to have aspergillosis, I assume the vets are treating them with antifungal medication. How long do you think they'll have to stay on the mainland for? Well, it could be quite a while. The minimum time that I understand before you would even recheck them by a CT scan would be approximately six weeks of treatment. So I've heard that treatment can take you know, several months, maybe even four or five, maybe even six months. So this is a long-term issue that we're facing here. Well, interestingly, on the weekend, we did a repeat CT scan on one of the chicks that was worse off with aspergillosis from a confirmed list. So we will get a bit of an indication once those results are through about the effectiveness of the treatment that we're currently using. Gosh, it just throws out your breeding season longer and longer, doesn't it? There's not going to be a nice tidy end where you can go, right, we can wrap this up and go home. We felt like we were a team just about at the end of a, of a marathon and now we've been told we have to do another lap. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's been pretty busy. But we're all absolutely dedicated to making the best of this situation and, and trying to follow it through as quickly and as effectively as possible. There must be lots of healthy chicks, though, still running around on your islands. Well, that's right. We still have 73 chicks alive and we're trying to hold on to that. You know, that's still a really good number. It's just at the moment there's so much uncertainty around the health status, I suppose, of, of a large number of them. Um, but hopefully the coming weeks we'll get a lot more clarity on that. Have you got any other news from the islands? Yeah, Ali, over the, the last few days we've pulled in the last six chicks on Whenua Ho that were still in nests. So the chicks were around about the 60-day-old mark. They were probably still a few weeks away from fledging. But just in case that what we're facing here is purely an environmental issue with high spore loadings in the nest. Then we thought we would remove those last chicks from the nest to make sure that we're not kind of keeping any ongoing risk there. So six more chicks have come in for hand rearing um, just in the last few days. This is back in Invercargill? No, actually on Whenua Ho itself. So on Whenua Ho at the moment we have eight chicks being hand reared who have been hand reared throughout the season for various reasons and those chicks are coming very close to being released, actually, uh, hopefully in the next few weeks, which will be a great milestone. And in a pen adjacent to those birds, we now have the six slightly younger birds from the second round of clutches, and we'll finish off the hand-rearing uh, in the pens with those birds. So we'll be hand-rearing chicks now through until about mid-July. How are things down on Anchor Island? Still pretty wet and muddy? Yeah, we've had a lot of rain lately. <laughs> Broken the dry spell. So, well, actually, I don't know if Anchor ever had a dry spell, to be honest. But no, the team are doing really, really well out there. Things are feeling like they're humming along, actually. So, so far, so good on anchor. So staff-wise, are you still running at capacity on both islands? We are, and we've called upon additional staff to help us uh, from around the country with the blood sampling programme. So, yeah, we're getting really good support internally from the department, which is fantastic, and we're able to to ramp up that work as, as required. Thanks, Deirdre. And a bit of a bio on the male Murti who has just been declared dead. He was found on Rakiora, Stewart Island in 1982 and moved first to Hauturu Little Barrier Island and then later to Whenua Ho before going back to Hauturu. He was named in honour of the late Don Merton who did so much for kākāpō conservation in the 1970s and 80s. In terms of breeding, Murti, the bird, was a bit of a late starter. But in 2009, while he was on Whenua Ho, he had a great year. He fathered Whare Tutu and Wolf with Hana Nui, and Moss and Millie with Margaret Marie. Margaret Marie, by the way, is another founder bird from Stewart Island, 
and she is one of the birds that has been sent to the mainland for investigation. Now, as we all know, the situation with Kākāpō is a rapidly evolving one. I recorded my conversation with Deirdre on the afternoon of May the 28th, and as I'm putting this episode together on the morning of the 29th, I've heard we have an update on some of the test results. So, here with the news is Kākāpō scientist Andrew Digby. Kia ora and welcome back to the Kākāpō Files, Andrew. Kia ora, Alison. I wish we were talking about some happier things, but I gather you've had some test results for some of the birds that have been scanned for aspergillosis. Uh, what are they? Yes, we do. We've got results from four of the birds that have been scanned, and mostly bad news, I'm afraid. We have found out that Margaret Marie, so she's an adult, one of the founders, she's probably got moderate to severe aspergillosis. Nora 1A is a chick who is with Huhanna. She has severe aspergillosis. Puda 1B, um, another chick who was with Margaret Marie, has got mild to moderate aspergillosis. So that's, yeah, that's pretty hard news, especially finding out that one of our founder birds and Margaret Marie has had it too. On the bright side, we found out that Ponamu likely doesn't have it. And I say likely because CT scan is the best uh, indication of whether a bird has aspergillosis that we have at the moment, but it's it's not definitive, so it's possible that there could be a little bit of um, error in some of those estimates. So you're very definitely getting clusters, aren't you? So that I'm thinking Huhana with Nora 1A, those birds that have been in the same nest, clearly they've been really high fungal spore loading in those nests. Yeah, that's what we think so. It's, it's possible that they were alternatively subject to some other cause, so some maybe a virus or something like that, which weakened their immune systems, and then they succumbed to the to the aspergillosis. But yeah, it may well be that there's just high loads in those nests, and you know, I've been drawing up some social networks, and and there's definitely clustering of these cases. Mm. Now, interestingly, just as a bit of an aside here, because I know you've got some other news. People keep coming up to me and they're going, Kākāpō don't have very great genetic diversity. Is that either the problem or part of the problem with aspergillosis. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, we don't know. It's it's easily possible. We know that one of the problems with inbreeding is a result of, it normally results in less efficient immune systems, uh, weakened immune systems, and that could well be the case here. On the other hand, we have hardly ever seen aspergillosis in Kakapo before, um, and genetically these birds have not changed a great deal, um, especially with adults. Yeah, so I guess the jury's out on that one a little bit, but having inbreeding certainly wouldn't help. Now, what other news did you get late last night? We got some more blood results back. So these are from some electrophoresis tests that we have, which is currently our best indication from blood tests of whether a bird has acidogelosis or not. And it's you know, only just a guide. Um, it's definitely not definitive, but we have some results which look quite bad from a number of chicks on Fenua so two chicks in Sue's nest, Ihi 2B and Ihi 3B, Nora 3B, who was in Nora's nest, Awarua 4A in Cindy's nest, and then Rakiura's chicks, um, all three of those have got blood results which don't look great. So we are aiming to take most of those, if not all, off Fenoaho today. Gosh, those wildlife hospitals around the country are going to be groaning Yes, they are. Yeah, we're extremely grateful for the support that they're giving us and those guys are doing an amazing job. Have you got an adult male that's also going off? Yeah, we're aiming to send Merv off, potentially. So he's an old founder male. He's never produced offspring. He has got eye problems, possibly cataracts. We're not sure. So we're sending him off and he'll see an ophthalmologist and hopefully get um, those operated 
on. But it's a real shame. You know, we've, we've got to be really careful of those random males. We don't need to have any other health issues at the moment, but this is the sort of thing which does happen from time to time. Gosh, this situation is just changing so rapidly day by day. You have a moment where you think there might be a respite and then it just all goes to pieces again. Yeah, yesterday was a bit of a roller coaster. It was great news finding out that the anchor chicks probably didn't have aspergillosis and then to find out that we've got a raft, more birds on Fenuahoe, yeah, it was a bit of a, a blow. Thanks, Andrew. I'll be back in a couple of weeks and between now and then, there is bound to be lots happening. I'll post any significant news on our webpage, rnz.co.nz slash kakapo. You can also follow me, Alison Balance, and Andrew Digby on Twitter for regular updates. Don't forget, we are freely available as a podcast at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and many other places. And if you are able to rate and review us on your app, then that is really helpful. And a big thanks for doing that. It's been a pleasure, as always, to keep up with the Kākāpō News. Many thanks for your company, and catch you next time. Mate wa. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.